Welcome to Spiritual Grit, the podcast where we talk real talk about spirituality through the lens of activism and social justice. What happens when activism and spiritual practices collide? What sparks of change call for the grit we need to create meaningful strides in social justice? I'm your host, Leslie Ann Hobayan, poet, priestess, activist, professor, hip-hop dancer, and badass mama. Join me as we dive in to learn more about our deepest selves so that we can be better ancestors to create a stellar world for our descendants. Grab your dancing shoes and let's get groovy with the grit right now. Hello, loves. Welcome to another episode of Spiritual Grit. How are you on this beautiful day? I hope wherever you are, you are feeling good. You're feeling in tune with the body. You're feeling present. Um, if you're not, that's okay. But to bring awareness to that, to say, hey, you know what? Now that she said something, I am going to bring awareness to this now moment. So whatever you're doing as you are listening to this podcast, maybe you're driving because that's usually when I'm listening to my podcast, you are tuned into not just my voice and not just the podcast because you're multitasking, but also to maybe the feeling of your hands on the wheel, observing the cars in front of you, whatever the case may be, but to just really be paying attention to this now moment. And as you can hear, I am shuffling the cards as I begin this episode. Um, I'm going back to my roots, so to speak. I feel like I've been uh, drawing a lot of oracle cards and I kind of miss the tarot. So I've been shuffling the um, my favorite deck, the Lightseer's Tarot deck. Now I have, I mean, I say this is my favorite deck, but I have another favorite deck that I actually want to um, reconnect with, which is the Wild Messengers Alchemical Tarot deck. That's like one of my favorites. And that deck is the one that I use for readings for other people, um, which is just I just love the magic and potency that happens in, um, in tower reading. So if you are curious about, you know, about that deck and you want to experience some magic with me, you know, feel free to sign up for a reading because I'm here. Um, and it's just so cool. Anyway, um, and if you're curious about that, just go to my website, uh, thepoetspriestess.com and you can sign up for a reading there. Um, okay. So I'm going to draw a card from the, the Lightseer's tarot deck and see what guidance we need for today's episode. Um, and today, oh, <laughs> we've got a reverse card. And you know how I feel about those cards. I, <laughs> I'm always like, oh, okay. So reverse is really an invitation for us to look at the shadow side. And you know, there's nothing wrong with the shadow side. It's not like creepy or, you know, evil or whatever. It's just looking at the things that we don't want to look at. <laughs> That's why I'm I'm like, oh, you know, when we get a reverse card, I'm like, okay, I guess we got to look at the thing we don't want to look at that we've been avoiding looking at. Um, and it's the suit of swords, which is always when it's reverse for me, it's like, oh, it feels very sharp. <laughs> it's like, this is what you need to, to see, girl. This is what you need to hear. Um, okay, so here we go. With the shadow side of the Knight of Swords. It's the Knight of Swords. He's coming at us reversed. Unfocused and scattered energy. 
How did you know? Tarot deck. <laughs> um, impatience, mm-hmm. acting too quickly, the need for a logical solution. Oh boy. Feeling held back by frustrating circumstances, stalling, being hard edged and emotionally unavailable, and unpredictability. Okay, I feel seen. Oh man. <laughs> Okay, so here here's what the the guidebook says. This knight has one thing. Okay, so the way the readings go for this particular deck is the light side of the card will be red, but we'll just think about that in relationship to looking at the flip side of things, okay? So this knight has one thing on his mind. It's running toward his success. He's determined and passionate articulate and intelligent, and he has an intensity that is hard to grasp. Ooh, intensity. With the grace and speed of an athlete, he turns on a dime. And since he has no doubt in his sound logic, he succeeds. Are you bringing your belief and competitive assertiveness to your situation? Let me think about that. Okay, maybe. How determined are you to accomplish this and to change ahead Oh, to charge ahead with your quick thinking and strategic decision-making. I'm going to say right now, I do not feel like that. I feel the opposite of that. Um, Strive for excellence every single day in order to bring a little of his magic into your life. As with all powerful energies, you may run the risk of being overly forceful or domineering. Be careful not to hurt others with your impatience to win. If you're feeling scattered, distracted, or blocked, hello, shadow side, spend time organizing your thoughts and make sure that your energy is hurtling in the same direction. Hmm. Mm-hmm. So here's the mantra for this card. I move quickly to help others. And as I do, my dream expands. So the thing that's standing out for me with this particular card is the scatteredness um, and the call to spend time organizing your thoughts and this part here, make sure that all your energy is hurling in the same direction, hurtling forward in the same direction. Because, you know, when we try to do too many things at once, we think that we're being productive. We think, okay, if I do all the things, they will get done. Actually, no, they don't get done, right? You ever get that where you have like five different projects you work on throughout the day and then your day is over and you look back and you're like, okay, what do I do with my day? Oh, I work this, this, this. Why do I not feel a sense of completion, a sense of satisfaction? Because we spread ourselves too thin, because we um, diluted our energy and our focus. So it's that sensation of like spinning your wheels and going nowhere. You know, think about the hamster wheel, how you just go, 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 but you don't go anywhere because your energy is split. And so I'm feeling like that is relevant to a lot of us today where we are trying to get everything done so that we can enjoy things later when really what we need to be doing is taking one thing at a time. I know it's hard. I know it's hard because we live in a society that rewards productivity, that rewards, you know, multitasking. And we look for that, that sense of acknowledgement and achievement externally. And so what needs to happen is we need to shift our perspective, our thinking to 
asking ourselves, okay, what am I trying to get done? What am I trying to accomplish? And for what end? For whom? For what result? You know, like what is this going to bring me in terms of my growth, my evolution, my spiritual development, or just, you know, me in my job or whatever I'm doing? Um, and to ask yourself this question, this requires little self-awareness, but to ask yourself this question, am I doing this for the approval of others, for acknowledgement from others, for rewards from others, or is this something that I'm doing that will feel fulfilling within me, that will feel satisfying within me? There's a difference and we need to pay attention to that. We need to pay attention to, you know, looking outwardly for acknowledgement, approval, validation, or can we turn to ourselves and feel content within to feel at peace with whatever we've done. Now I'm going to tell you when you turn within, when you connect with your inner self and you, you know, do the things that you need to do throughout your day in a very mindful, intentional way, one thing at a time, you'll find that your higher self feels pretty satisfied, even if you don't complete the thing, because our higher selves are saying, all right, you did good for today. You did well on the journey. Hold on. I got to pause. I'm feeling a little congested um, and wheezy because of allergies. So you'll have to pardon me while I clear my throat or drink some water, whatever it is. So I'm just telling you ahead of time. Um, But going back to our higher selves, our higher selves is, is just love right? It's just divine love. It's essence drawn from source. And no matter what we do or don't do, higher self loves us. Our higher self loves us. So we can just, you know, nap all day. Our higher self is like, yes, good. Our body needed that. Thank you. But ego self is like, what'd you do all day? Just laying around, sleeping. Don't you know that things need to get done? X, Y, Z. Look at this long to-do list. Are you ever going to complete it? The answer is no. So this card is inviting us to take a look at how we're doing things. And if we are doing them for ourselves, for our inner fulfillment, or if we're doing them for external approval, external recognition. Um, And the other thing is when we scatter ourselves, we need to understand what's happening there. Are we scattering our, our energy because we are, we are grasping for that external approval or, and, or are we afraid of what will emerge, what will bubble up if we sit still enough to only do one thing at a time or to do nothing? You know, sometimes we do too many things as a distraction to the thing that we don't want to look at like the shadow side of these tarot cards, um, like the Knight of Swords is saying, yeah, I'm going to show you that you are all over the place right now and you need to just pause, step back, reorganize, reorient yourself, and then pick your focus. Where are you putting your energy? Because what you put your attention on grows. What you focus on grows where energy flows, things grow. 
Okay. I, there, there's like all different kinds of phrases like that. Um, and I'm messing them all up, but you get the idea. Okay. So to really pay attention to what's driving, what's the driving force behind you trying to accomplish so many things at once or reaching and pushing and, you know, hustling, that is all ego. And so what is ego chasing and, or it could be fear. So let's investigate that. Let's take a look at that. Okay. Um, all right. So I want to, um, and this is, this is the part about the card that's so funny to me, right? It's what, what does it say again? Um, unfocused and scattered energy. That's the first thing. And I will tell you, I am unfocused and scattered right now, as far as what I want to talk about in this episode today, because I, um, was thinking about (sighs) spiritual teachings as they are being shared by white folks. Um, and you know, I follow a few different people on social media who, whose teachings I find useful. Um, and when I say different people, I mean, you know, all kinds of cultural identities, races, you know, different things. And, um, and I take what's useful and I leave the rest. So, I mean, that's generally how I operate anyway, you know, um, and Chani Nicholas, my favorite astrologer, she does this with her, with her emails, um, that have our, our horoscopes for whatever astrological event is happening. And there's always that phrase, you know, take what resonates and leave the rest. And that's wise advice because not everything that's being taught works or lands with everybody. Everyone is a very specific individual down to the vibration, down to the frequency that you emit, down to the organization of cells in your body. Everyone has a very unique, specific signature to themselves, energetic signature, physical signature, right? I'm telling you, I know it's said over and over and over again, but no two people are the same. Even twins are different. And, and so first I want to presence that. Okay. So I take what I need and I leave the rest because not everything resonates with me. And so I've been, um, listening to, uh, this one podcast by, by a mentor of mine and he, he teaches some, some spiritual things. And one of the things that he was talking about is fear and how fear is a physical response to the future, to the unknown, to this concern. I don't know if we call it a concern for, um, a certain outcome. You know, when we, when we are afraid, often it's, because we have a certain expectation and that it will not be met, you know, but then there's other kinds of fear that he doesn't talk about, you know, because he's primarily a a business coach with a little spiritual bent in it. Um, but what he doesn't talk about are the other versions of fear, the other aspects of fear. And so I was thinking about that. I was thinking about how a lot of 
the teachings out there are, you know, feel the fear and do it anyway. Okay, um, but what if the fear is really about actual danger that threatens my safety? Um, and this is, this is the focus part because I'm like, my mind is like, oh my God, we have so many things to talk about as far as fear goes. But to think about, okay, I'm going to, I'm going to just talk more, more broadly about these teachings, these spiritual teachings that, um, you know, a lot of people out in, on the internets are, are talking and preaching about or whatever. Um, what I see is missing is a conversation about intersectionality, about how these spiritual teachings, how these teachings about manifestation, the law of attraction, all those kinds of things, how those intersect with politics, with social structures, with social injustices, you know, and I'm not saying that they can't be in conversation with each other. I think what I'm noticing is that people don't allow them to intersect. It's one or the other. It's like, oh, you're spiritual. You're in the spiritual world. You're like sort of new agey and into manifestation and stuff. All right, great. Cool. Like do your thing. And then on this side, on the opposite side, it's like, oh, you're struggling with racism. You're struggling with the patriarchy and white supremacy. Okay. Um, well, let's fight the good fight. Let's do our, our protesting. Let's do our, you know, petitioning, our movement, community building, activism stuff, right? The people who are sort of in the middle, like me, grapple with this idea of, well, I mean, one idea in the one big idea in the in the manifestation world is you know you are your thoughts your thoughts create your reality your beliefs create your reality right and that's and that's true to a certain extent but we are a collective right we are humans okay so let's work with the premise first that i am a big believer in that we are all from source and that we are human, I mean, spirit souls having a human experience. And while we have unique individual energy signatures, we are still linked with each other because we all come from source or God or the universe, whatever use term you'd like to use. When I think of source, I think of like the sun, right? And how many sun rays emit from that ball of gaseous light. And how we are, the sun rays are part of the sun, but they are not the sun itself, right? And that's how I imagine for me, because I need metaphors and concrete images and stuff to make it tangible for this Taurus person. (laughs) Um, That's how I imagine people to be, right? Everyone has their own little ray of light, but we're all linked back to mama sun or sorry, papa sun, because sun is often seen as, as father, and moon is mother, um, masculine and feminine. Okay. So what let's, okay. So we're going to think about this idea that your thoughts and beliefs create your reality. 
right? And some of the teachings in the manifestation world is like, change your thoughts, change your reality. Okay. All right, cool. But what's missing is the piece about being in the three-dimensional world that has built real systems of oppression. Okay. So I can't like think my way out of racism just because I think that I am a unique child of God, a unique human come from source that racism isn't going to affect me. That's, that's silly. Racism is going to affect me no matter what, because as a collective, that system was built, right? And so I'm still trying to figure this out. So I'm not going to get it right. I'm not going to get it perfect. It's going to be messy. I just want to put that caveat out now because I already can see like the internet trolls coming after me about like, what about this? What about that? Whatever. I am just trying to have a conversation to bring awareness and curiosity and questions to the intersection of these spiritual teachings, these, these, you know, practices of manifestation in context of the three-dimensional world of oppression. Okay. So there are programs out there, and this is, this is sort of a problem with the, the online business world is they offer programs out there. If you have problem X, my program will give you the solution to Y. And Y, the letter Y, is what you desire, is the result you desire, right? And so if you just buy my program, you will move from X to Y, no big deal. And I will admit that's how my I started in my business. That was the kind of conversations I was having with people. And looking back on it, I'm like, oh my God, I'm just perpetuating the system. I'm just perpetuating the oppression and overlooking the the real systems that are in place. I'm basically reinforcing oppression um, and gaslighting people. It's like, I was like, what? So I'm going to own up to that and say, yeah, I'm, I'm sorry <laughs> for, for um, any harm I might've inflicted on people by my business practices, which I learned from others and didn't really question or interrogate them until now until now. So this is what this is, is that I am interrogating the practices of spirituality as being taught by mostly white people. You know, it's, it's the, it's the white supremacy showing a different costume, we'll say. And so I'm thinking about this idea of the universal laws. Okay. So there's, there's so many universal laws out there and they're not new. I mean, they show up in different religions and philosophies and um, spiritual practices, but I'm, I'm more questioning how do these laws operate or how can we use them in, within systemic racism, for example. So uh, an example would be, okay, law of attraction. That's something that everybody is familiar with, at least people in my audience. Law of attraction is like attracts like. So if you are in a high vibration to feel abundant, right? You feel 
abundant, you feel wealthy, you can feel the high vibration in your body. You're like, Ooh, yeah, that feels good. You know, it feels like chills. It feels like shivers. It's like, it's so good. Right. And you're like, I feel abundant. I'm so grateful. I'm a magnet for money. Prosperity of every kind is drawn to me. And that's like one of the mantras that I learned early on in my spiritual journey of, you know, of this kind of stuff. And, and so I'll be like, okay, yes, this feels good. And the law of attraction says, if you're in that vibration, we'll take the example of abundance, of abundance, of financial abundance, then abundance is inevitable and it will enter your life. No problem. It'll come in. And I've seen that. I've seen that at work. It's amazing. My question is, how can this practice be in conversation with social justice efforts, you know? So let's give an example. Um, let's talk about stopping Asian hate, violence against Asian people, whether they're Asians from Asia or Asian Americans, whatever. There's some real violence that's happening against bodies that look like mine. And so how... What do we do with that? What do we do to shift that? I don't know. I don't, I don't have answers. What I'm thinking about right now is that, and this is, this is again, your thoughts and beliefs create your reality. So my belief and my thought is because I have been practicing being in that frequency of abundance and safety and gratitude, my experience of Asian hate has minimized, has been virtually non-existent. And so I, I say that out loud, just, you know, these are my observations. I'm like, oh, okay, that's interesting. Right. And now what, what, what's next after that? That's the thing. Right. Okay. So if I'm not experiencing firsthand Asian hate, violence, or anything like that, what can I do with this perceived level of safety that helps my community begin to experience the same? Do you, do you see what I'm getting at? So, you know, for example, there's this account I follow on Instagram, AAPI Women Lead. Love what they share on social media. Very empowering. The knowledge that they share is is so good, so valuable. What if I, this is, again, me just thinking aloud off the top, off the cuff, right? What if I did a training for AAPI women through AAIP, AAPI women lead organization to help Asian women practice being in that frequency of abundance and safety and gratitude. You know, I mean, that's no, that's no easy feat. It, it takes a lot of deprogramming, unlearning, these, these beliefs 
that we are less than, these thoughts that we don't deserve X, Y, Z, you know, but when we can do that kind of work as I have, and we can begin to step into a frequency, a vibration of abundance where we feel it just coursing through our veins, like sparkly, soft electric light, you know, when we can experience that, will things begin to shift? Possibly. Will violence against Asian bodies diminish? I don't know. Maybe. Because of the attraction of energy. Like attracts like. So if we are in our power, if we are in our abundance which is our birthright. What can be attracted to us and what will be repelled? You know, that works too. What will be repelled? And so I just think about that. And as I'm talking and as I'm I'm sharing this with you, I already have like thoughts in my head of, of the skeptics of the people who doubt, of the people who are very much rooted in the three-dimensional experience to say, hey, does that really change anything? I mean, we need to like look at policy changes. We need to look at creating more awareness. We need to teach women how to engage in self-defense. You know, we need to, to do X, Y, Z. Yes. Yes to all of that. And move into that frequency of abundance. So this is, this is what I'm getting at. 3D experience, the, the physical human experience, the, the experience where you access all, use all five senses to access and create meaning from those experiences, right? And then there's 5D, which is the spiritual experience, the sensation of expanding, of growing and evolving. It's intangible, right? But you can feel it. You can feel it, right? And so what happens is that there's these conversations people have, but nobody thinks to bring them together, right? No one thinks like, oh, if we work on our vibration and step into abundance, then Asian violence will lower. Again, I don't know. This is just the theory. This is just me playing around with possibilities because that is what this universe has for us infinite possibilities. And so can we imagine something that hasn't been created yet, something that hasn't been imagined yet? I mean, that's sort of the fun of it, right? The fun of being human and experimenting. So what if, what if it was that too? You know, what if AAPI Women Lead did all the things that they're doing now, which is amazing work, on the ground, grassroots movement, activist stuff that I love. Oh, I love it. Just gets me going. Um, and working on the 5D, working on healing generational trauma, work on building nervous system resilience, work on letting all the layers of protection go. And when I say protection, it's not it's not really protection. It's these stories that were, were given to us to say, hey, if you want to be safe, you got to be small. Hey, if you want to be safe, you can't speak. You need to keep quiet. 
You can't be like seen and not be heard or just be invisible altogether. Like those are the stories that Asian women are given day and day at women in general. And so if we can peel that conditioning away, which felt protective, right? But it's not, it just holds you back. It keeps you small. It hides your inner light. If we can shed that stuff, then we can move into that frequency of abundance where we radiate out. We radiate our energy out, which then establishes that safety we are looking for, a self-created safety, safety that we create within ourselves because we have the power. We have all of the knowledge we need. We have all the power we need within ourselves. We have just forgotten and we've given our power away to other people, to other things. We're not conscious of it. I mean, some of us might be, but for the most part, a lot of people are not conscious of how they give their power away, where and to whom. So there's, there's some work that needs to be done, both at the individual level and at the collective. And we can do both at the same time. Now, it's not going to be like an overnight thing. I mean, you know, Knight of Swords said, slow your roll. <laughs> we got energy, but you need to focus. You need to come together. And so thinking about how these systems of manifestation and spiritual teachings and the like can be in conversation, can be in partnership with the three-dimensional activist stuff to help shift and change the world for the better. And when I say things like that, you know, I want to change the world. It feels very big and overwhelming. But the thing is, we're not setting out to change the entire globe. We are just putting things into motion. Think about the butterfly effect, right? The butterfly flaps its wings, sends vibration through the air, and it is felt throughout the world, you know, not even knowing like where the source came from. And so this is what we are doing. When we work on ourselves, we can make a difference in our community. When we make a difference in our community, then that community can make a difference in the state, which then leads to the country, which then leads to other countries, other continents, and so on and so forth. You get it? So it's not like I myself as an individual, I'm going to go out there and change the world for the better and heal the planet. No, it is baby steps that we take as individuals, but it's also being in conversation and partnership with the collective, connecting with the collective. So that is what I'm really exploring and wanting to to get curious about. I want to interrogate those, those possibilities, not interrogate, explore those possibilities of connection of a symbiotic relationship where what we're doing internally, emotionally, spiritually, mentally is helping us get bigger to play out bigger, to radiate out brighter so that others may receive not just our light and our wisdom, but the example that is possible for them as well. 
Someone might see you and be like, oh my God, I remember when she was a basket case and always like stressed out about what to do, what to do, what to do. And then she just became this magical being full of light, full of, you know, relaxation. She's not doing as much. She's not spinning her wheels and she's so at peace. How does she do it? She looks happy. Like what? Yeah, you can be that example. You can be that example. So my friends, that is my message for you today. Some things to think about, to ruminate on, to just, you know, examine, to take a look at like who you are being, what practices you're engaged with and, and what you can do to shift, not just your reality, but to shift the systems of oppression as well, both through your spiritual work and actual activist work. And you don't have to be an activist or call yourself an activist to do a couple things to help change the systems in place that are designed to harm others. You know, small things, you can do small things little by little. If you need some ideas, reach out to me. You can get me on Instagram at Leslie Ann Hobayan, or you can send me an email and I'll help you out. All right. So, oh, I like this, this poem that just came through. We're going to close the episode with Um, a poem from the world I leave you, Asian American poets on faith and spirit. I'm telling you, I love this book so much. I can't say it enough. (laughs) Okay. So this um, poem that I just flipped to is by E.J. Koh, K-O-H. And this is Father in His Old Age. There is a Korean belief that you are born the parent of the one you hurt most. Watching my father use chopsticks to split chicken katsu, he confesses that I may be the reincarnation of his own father. We finished our waters in silence and walked home, chatting about who to blame for where we are. He says, the present is the revenge of the past. Revenge goes too far, I argue, and in our unhappiness, We both want to know we cannot pay enough. Pain becomes meaning. After this life, I fear I'll never meet him again. Hmm. All right, my friends. What a poem. That concludes our episode for today. And I will close it out as I always do. The divine light in me bows to the divine light in you. Until next time, namaste. If you're feeling like fighting the good fight is bringing you down and hope is starting to fade, grab my free seven-day meditative challenge, Spark Joy in Chaos. By signing up for my newsletter, will be more light to your inbox. Go to suryagyan.com slash subscribe.